It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Welcome to the Week 13 Injury and Waiver Wire Podcast here at FantasyPoints.com and the Fantasy Points Podcast. My name is Joe Dolan. His name is Dr. Edwin Porras, Dr. of Physical Therapy, a guy who needs no introduction. His profile continues to rise throughout the industry. Edwin, it's wonderful to be with you today. Although, you and I really only ever talk about awful shit. Like, I, I wake up at the crack of dawn, and you talk to me about these players whose seasons are over and their seasons have changed, but it is something that needs to be done here. Uh, my man, how are you doing this morning here? It's week 13. The grind continues, though we are on the downslope of the roller coaster at this point. Yes, we are on the downslope, but things seem to just only be getting worse, Joe. Like, I I don't know. I've got I've got so many questions in my own head that I have to go back and research this offseason, but it's good to be with you again. We're gonna try to discuss and knock these uh knock these injuries out and try to give as much information as possible for the waiver wire. But yeah, man, I guess you could say that this week isn't much different than the rest of twenty twenty one. Um, especially for the Minnesota Vikings, you could say they were just a little bit off center. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was a good one. I'm glad. I'm glad I actually I didn't see the actual play, but I'm glad I saw Kirk Cousins' quote, or else I wouldn't have got that one. It <laughs> I, gone way over my head. It's only funny because but you were workshopping that one. Yes, I was. I was. Yeah, it's I, only funny because right, it's Kirk he's Cousins. Just like you know. All right. Well, there's the awkward silence there because we were talking over each other. But you know, Kirk Cousins is like, magoo, you know, like he's got the he's got, but he's a good player, but like he's so doofy, you know. Yeah, but anyway, he's just a goofball. Yeah, he's just he's just a goofy dude. And anyway, Edwin, it's good to be with you. And since you mentioned the Minnesota Vikings, we're going to start with the running back position here um, because there are uh, some big time injuries at the top uh, at the top of the leaderboard. I mean, there's no two ways about it. Um, and let's start with Dalvin Cook. And look, you're not, you are never going to victory lap calling your shot on this. Um, but you have contended for a while that these shoulder injuries at the running back position, especially do not go away, nor, uh, or they just have a high risk of recurrence. And that appears to be what has happened for Dalvin cook. It looks like the, the latest reports are he's going to miss at least two games, um, uh, maybe he goes on IR, but this is bad news for Dalvin Cook and the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I mean, this is unfortunate news. And, you know, it's not something, like you said, that we want to take a victory lap over when a, a dude's career is impacted, essentially, is what's going on. This is a recurrence from his, his left shoulder dislocation that happened in 2019. Uh, 2020, he made it through unscathed, fortunately, but now his arm was in an overhead position and the defender sort of brought it da- backwards and down, uh, which tends to be... Uh, the way that Dalvin Cook specifically has these instability events. So yeah, there was a roughly a 50% chance he was going to do it again since 2019. So, I mean, it's not like I'm some sort of genius out here or anything like that. It, the chances of it happening were pretty good. Um, you just, we couldn't tell when. So it is a recurrence to our knowledge. He doesn't have, hasn't had any type of corrective surgery for the labrum, for the damage on the inside of the joint. And these injuries just continue to pile up. Now, the the median is three weeks for these uh, NFL athletes to come back from an instability event. So we know it was a full dislocation based on the report and based on the fact that he is going to miss up to two weeks at least. 
we cannot rule out yet that at the two week mark, three week mark, they recheck the MRI, they recheck his function. He's still having uh, dislocations, subluxations. He still can't put his arm over his head. They shut him down and they say, all right, this brand new spanking contract you got, we're going to protect it. It's time for you to go to surgery. Your season's over. That is very much not out of the realm of possibilities yet for Dalvin Cook. So hang on to him. But more than ever, hang on to Alexander Madison. I have him in all of my, I don't want to say favorite leagues. And the ones that I'm more serious about, I have Dalvin or I mean, uh, Alexander Madison, not because I was anticipating this, but because this this situation with Dalvin Cook was sort of always in the, in the cars, in the deck. So um, prepare yourself for this to be a long haul with Dalvin Cook, but hope that it's only two or three weeks. Yeah, it's a shame for Dalvin Cook, uh, but I mean, this is this is what happens when you have these injuries. Now, a guy who we don't have to speculate on when he's coming back because he's been put on IR for the second time. And with the with the IR rules that came into play a couple of years ago, Edwin, that you get the short term IR teams can activate you off of IR. But if they put you on it again, you're out for the season. That is the case with Christian McCaffrey. He's got an ankle injury now. I think he returned to the game with this injury. He was spotted in a walking boot after the game. And I think uh, Matt Rule said after uh, he didn't expect it to be serious, but I believe they did an MRI, revealed more damage than they thought. They had to put him on IR. Christian McCaffrey's out for the season. Yeah, man. I This one's just, this drives me nuts. I, I feel so bad for this guy. And Joe, I'm going to go on a little mini rant here with Christian McCaffrey. This doesn't make any sense. Christian McCaffrey missed one game in college because of injury. He in his first three seasons in the NFL, missed no time. He played all 16 games his first three seasons. It wasn't until last year we, he started having these health issues. I don't know what happened with his with his health. Uh, maybe we can, you know, joke with, with Scott Barrett. Maybe he went vegan. I know Scott has that long thread on Twitter dating back to 2018 of everybody, of every player who's ever gone vegan. Um, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened to Christian McCaffrey. I'm not sure what's going on. These injuries don't really add up and make sense. Now, they add up in, in the sense that hamstring, ankle, and shoulder injuries are the most common injuries among running backs. But yeah, he's going to be done. It looked like a low-grade, lateral, run-of-the-mill ankle sprain, something that Miles Sanders went through, Saquon Barkley went through. Um, a lot of uh, running backs in the NFL have this injury, and it didn't seem to be like it was going to be a big deal. And yet here we are, season-ending injury for Christian McCaffrey again. What I'll say for dynasty managers is this, I'm, like I said, still trying to do the math on this one. I'm not entirely sure where he falls. He was in my green light tier. Uh, this off season, maybe I need to reevaluate his workloads. I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, he's done. And uh, Chuba Hubbard to the moon, I guess. If Cam Newton can get him the ball three years and there are three uh, yards in the flat. Uh, yeah, maybe that's Amir Abdullah as well. Uh, well uh, Tom Brawley and I will be talking about that on the second part of this podcast because, look, I mean, this is this is where we're at. I mean, it's week 13. Your playoffs start in a couple of weeks. You're going to need to pick up some of these guys off the waiver wire to try to get you over the hump. One more running back who uh, has is dealing with a shoulder injury is DeAndre Swift. Now, he got hurt on Thanksgiving, so he probably has more time to get, uh, get good, as you were. Uh, but uh, is there any similarities here with DeAndre Swift and Dalvin Cook? No, there are not similarities necessarily based on what I saw on video uh, with the DeAndre Swift injury, that seems to be an AC joint. So this is a difference between uh, a, a dislocation, Dalvin Cook, and a separation, DeAndre Swift. So those are very different injuries with very different time frames. Uh, the separation that DeAndre Swift suffered, on average, tends to take about 10 days off of a player's availability. If you want to zo- zoom out even further, Clinically, after you account for averages, this can be roughly a two to four week injury 
overall for players if they end up missing two to four games. Um, so with Swift, I wouldn't necessarily anticipate that he'll go this week, although he can, right? That's never out of the, the possibilities. Uh, Dan Campbell's already saying, you know, he's very sore and saying things like we're not sure. And usually coaches are, you know, that's that's a pretty pretty red flag that they're actually much worse in much worse condition than they want to let on. I wouldn't plan on having DeAndre Swift this week. Um, I would even plan on not having DeAndre Swift uh, week 14. We don't know the exact severity um, if his pra- his practice reports will definitely be something to monitor. And another thing, Joe, is that he if he does come back this week or next week, even he's highly volatile because those injuries uh, do they, they do tend to recur. I mean, this was actually uh, what we're going to assume is a recurrence for Swift because he was on the injury report with the shoulder issue leading up to the Browns game. Uh, and then he had another issue again uh, on the Thanksgiving game. So he's highly volatile the next few weeks of the season uh, until he can show us that he won't recur and that he's actually healed from this injury. If you remember in 2019, James Conner tried to come back from this injury after two weeks. Uh, it wasn't long enough and he re-injured it. So that's something that just really got to be on your radar. Yeah, so in other words, uh, prepare to be starting Jamal Williams here for a couple of weeks if, if you have Jamal Williams on your roster. Monkey Knife Fight, the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site on the planet, is a daily fantasy sports operator offering a unique style of player props. One of the things we really love about MKF is that you simply don't have to spend all day analyzing salaries to create that one lineup that finally makes you a millionaire. Like on some other sites, the third biggest operator in DFS offers all the major sports, plus UFC, golf, esports, soccer, and constantly adds new sports to the mix to help keep things fresh for their more than 200,000 users. Case in point, we got college football this year, and we've heard rumblings of bowling, tennis, and fishing. Pick a sport, select the game matchup, pick your fantasy contest, there's more or less rapid fire, stat shootout, choose your buy-in. That's all you have to do. You compete against the lines. You don't compete against... Somebody else. It's simple. New users can use code FANTASYPTS to claim an instant 100% deposit match up to $100. New users also receive a free $5 just for signing up. So you turn $100 into $205. That's good. Fantasy PTS does that for you. Head to. I wonder if you could do that. I wish you could do that at like the the, the when you go to tap the Mac. You go to the ATM. <laughs> You just like you type in fantasy PTS and you're like, oh, here comes two hundred and five dollars for the hundred hundred dollars. That's got to come fair. out of the Fed, though. You got that's going to kind of come out of the Fed. That's yeah, you, like don't, you don't want to get chased around, you yeah, know. Exactly. But it, it, it works on MKF. It works on Monkey Knife Fight. It doesn't work at, at the Mac machine, the ATM. Head to www.monkeyknifefight.com and download the app on the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also find out more information on the Fantasy Points homepage. Edwin, uh, we have uh, another injury that was suffered on Thanksgiving, and that is Darren Waller. And I've never really heard of this before. He had a knee injury, and it looked like he was moving around all right on the sideline. He was on the uh, he was on the the bike, and it was it's called an IT band. And I I saw some people calling it an it band on uh, on Twitter. What the hell is this? And uh, and should we be worried about Darren Waller? So I don't think you should be too worried about Darren Waller yet. And the funny thing is, when you look at the IT band, uh, Joe, it's actually a really strong structure that's not live tissue itself. Um, it's actually connected to the ATFL, the 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 muscle that that helps to sort of flex and and move the leg around in certain positions. So the IT band actually takes because they've tested this in a lab. 
it takes 800 newtons of force joe not not fig newtons not cam newtons these are isaac newtons to deform the it band nine percent they did this on, on on cadavers so in other words there's no force that one human could impart on another human to disrupt their it band this is likely a lateral knee issue the it band ran, runs on the outside of the knee this is probably some sort of lcl uh you know the the, the sister to the mcl type of issue like you said we don't necessarily know the severity it doesn't sound like it's very severe in nature um, those are very peculiar injuries uh, lcl injuries are so i would i don't think that it's that severe it doesn't seem like it's that severe it didn't look that severe in fact i thought it was an mcl uh when i saw the injury initially so i would say that waller's got a decent chance of suiting up week 13 and definitely will will be back by week 14 Okay, um, now we have Debo Samuel. Oh, this one crushed me because he has been so great, and he's on basically the team I have the most invested in right now uh, has Debo Samuel. It is a groin injury, and it and Kyle Shanahan came out and said he's probably going to miss a week or two. Um, I know Debo tweeted blessed, you know, the, those uh, those cryptic wide receiver tweets, <laughs> uh, but he tweeted blessed. I'm guessing – when that came out, I'm guessing that meant he got good news, relatively good news, because he was pretty distraught on the field, because I do believe he has dealt with groin injuries in the past. So he seemed pretty distraught on the field. He was getting hugged by the defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryans. Um, but it looks like we've avoided bad, really bad news here for Debo Samuel. Yes, it seems as though we've anointed, avoided bad news. So this uh, injury roughly does take one to three weeks, if you look at the data. Shanahan came out yesterday and said, oh, yeah, this is going to be one to two weeks. So we nailed that one. That's an easy one to track down. Now, the important thing is that they don't bring him back too soon. Debo Samuel has this little history of him of, of soft tissue injuries. He had a glute strain. Remember, he had an ass MRI in the preseason. Needed to take a look at that glute. Now he's got this groin issue, like you said, that he's battled in the past. Debo Samuel was one of my injury darlings, Joe. I told you. He's the one guy that I'm willing. I was willing to ride with at the beginning of the preseason, so I am excited for him to stay healthy. Um, I hope they sit him for a couple of weeks. Honestly, he's in he's in a couple of of teams where I need him as well, but I do hope they sit him for at least a couple of weeks, let that groin get right, and then bring him back for the pl- the fantasy playoff stretch. But this shouldn't be too serious of an issue. Worst case scenario, which is bad, which is very bad. This turns into like a, a Curtis Samuel issue, but I I don't necessarily think that's the most likely scenario. Curtis Samuel obviously was back last night, so, uh, well, but that was like year, or like weeks and weeks and weeks after Edwin, you said he should have gotten the surgery, and he still didn't get it, uh, but he was back last night. We're going to wrap this up uh, with you, with a couple of Philadelphia Eagles who seem to be dealing with relatively minor ankle injuries. That's Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders. I don't know what you saw on video, but uh, can, can, what, what's your analysis on their injuries? The Hurts ankle injury was really hard to identify. Uh, it ended up happening in the fourth quarter sometime, like around the 11 minute mark. Uh, I had to watch it literally for like 10 minutes. My wife was wondering why I was staring at my computer screen as closely as I was. So what happened is essentially Boston Scott stepped on him in pass pro and it created what appeared to me to look like a little a mini high ankle eversion Kyler Murray type injury. Now, don't panic. There's it's likely that when Sirianni comes out and says that Hertz's ankle is a little sore, it's likely that it's more so from being cleated and slammed by a freaking foot in the middle of a play. Um, it's it sounds and feels like that's more so what's going on here as opposed to like a Kyler Murray type situation. Now, you don't want your quarterback who just rushed for like a million yards on Sunday 
who provides that Konami floor uh, to to be dealing with an ankle injury, obviously, regardless of what it is. So his floor is a little lower, I would say, uh, this week. They might completely sit him. Uh, we don't really know. Maybe that you know there have been rumblings about wanting to look at Gardner Minshew and give Gardner Minshew a look. I mean, you're the Resident Eagles fan here, though, Joe. So you tell me what. I mean, I think this is a minor to moderate injury. What yeah. do you think they do with Jalen Hurts? You you play him. I mean, if he can play, you play Jalen Hurts. That's what you do. I mean, that's, I think that's what they're going to do, by the way. I don't expect he's going to sit this week. And what's going on with Miles Sanders? Because, I mean, once again, he's ripping off chunks of yardage out there, but I think he rolls the ankle, he tweaks it, and then he ends up playing fewer snaps than Boston Scott. Yeah, again, with uh, the angles that we have on Monday night, I can't quite see every angle, but he did come up limping, and I tweeted this out. Uh, he came up limping trying to favor that right side, that right leg. Then we know that he had a right ankle injury. So this is likely a recurrence. It doesn't sound like it's very serious. These are super common to recur lateral ankle sprains. They recur often. Uh, Miles Sanders has a history dating back to 2019 of these ankle injuries in the first place. I don't think this is necessarily a big setback. He is moderate moving forward, moderately volatile, I'd say. Uh, simply because if you re-injure once, you're likely to re-injure again. So that's something to just keep an eye on and, and keep Boston Scott. Boston Scott on your roster. Yeah, Bo Sco. I mean, he's one of those guys that whenever he, he teams always try to, or at least the Eagles have, always tried to get him out of their plans. And then when he comes in, he just produces. He's just one he of those look, guys. He looks good. Yeah, he's one of those guys who just when when he when he's called upon, he produces. Edwin, when you're called upon, you produce. You produce phenomenal content. Um, even though you call upon me way too early in the morning, it's amazing how much I bitch about it, though, considering you're on the West Coast. But you know what? That's your sleep schedule. I got my butt whipped by the COVID uh, booster, which Oof. which I, I will tell you, I don't know what your I don't know what the average return to podcasting is after somebody gets a COVID booster. Um, maybe you have better better uh, information on that. But I was fine after the first two shots, but I got this one. Uh, at the same time as the flu shot, and it just totally wiped me out. I'm still catching up on sleep, although I feel fine otherwise. I'm still catching up on sleep. Did you get yours, and did it wipe you out at all? Oh, dude, I had mine a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, and it. I had a little bit of brain fog with the second dose the first time around, um, but this 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 booster, man, this third one, yeah, I was out for a period of like six hours. Like I hardly budged off the couch. And my wife spoiled me because I'm that's what you know, that's what what women do, because men are just really soft all the time. My sister um, just, calls it the hymfluenza. Yes, that's what it was. So she like made me tomato soup and was like the sweetest wife when she didn't have to do that at all. Um, and so I actually had a pretty good time hanging out, not feeling not feeling very good after the booster show. <laughs> But no, it, it totally whipped my butt, man. I, I just uh, unbelievable. But I am back to podcasting. I am back to close to full strength. He is Dr. Edwin Porus. You can follow him on Twitter at FB Injury Doc. 21 Porus 10 gets you an extra 10% off at fantasypoints.com. Edwin, it has been wonderful talking to you, to you today, my friend. And uh, have a great day and go see some patients. Go take a nap, Joe. <laughs> All right, boy. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Edwin. Welcome, Tom. This is the waiver wire section of the week 13 podcast, and we've had some really bad waiver wires. And, you know, we were talking yesterday that uh, among our staff were like kind of one of the lessons that we've learned this year is that fab's there for you to spend it. I mean, there's been no really bigger and better pickup this year 
than Elijah Mitchell. But Tom, heading into the fantasy playoffs here, there are probably some guys out there who can who can help you get to the playoffs with some of the injuries we've had, especially at the running back position this weekend. That's going to be the focus of our podcast today. Yeah, if you've uh, been one of those people that have waited to use that top waiver priority, or you know, you have all that fab, now is the time to use it. This is the this is the biggest week we'll probably have here. You know, going down the uh, hopefully, you know, we we don't want to see a lot of injuries, but uh, we have several key jobs opening up here in backfields. Uh, you know, a switch at the quarterback position in New Orleans that that could bring some fantasy goodness. So, uh, lots going on this week. It's been quite, kind of quiet here, but very busy. So uh, we're, we're making, you know, this is always like the the week after Thanksgiving. It feels like the the, the push is on here. You know, it, 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 it's getting real right now in the fantasy world here. So uh, we need to make that final push here. And there's some guys out there that can help you do that. Yeah. So uh, let's just get, get to it right now. Now, unfortunately, uh, the biggest one for me and the guy who I think could be uh, maybe not a league winner because, as Edwin said, maybe Dalvin Cook only misses a week or two. Um, but the guy it could be uh, a week winner for you the next couple weeks is Alexander Madison. But, Tom, if you're in a competitive league, he's probably not there out there on your waiver wire. Let's just be honest. He's he's basically right on the fringe of about 50% rostered in Yahoo leagues. Yeah, we, we don't usually spend too much time on these types of guys because, yeah, you're right. The the Like the 50% barometer, that's usually a sign to me that, you know, those guys are earned in 12 teams leagues. It's, it's you know, the lesser leagues and the, te- the 10 and 18 leagues that uh, he might be available. So uh, if you're fortunate enough to be playing in, one, uh, playing in a 12-team league, and we are to this point of the season where, uh, you know, guys get a little antsy. They might, you know, somebody might drop them to add somebody on a Sunday morning. So make sure you go check your waiver wire. Go check your... Uh, you know, do the little search on, uh, you know, whatever leg you are to see if he's out there. There's a chance that maybe he was dropped uh, on game day there on Sunday, but uh, for sure, he's the he's the go-to guy this week. Uh, you know, he, he crushed it. He had 50 fantasy points in two starts earlier this year when Cook was out of the lineup with his ankle injury. So uh, it gets a you know, great matchup here uh, against the Detroit Lions this week. Uh, you know, gets the Seahawks. Uh, no, he had the line. He gets the Lions this week, and he gets the Steelers this uh, in two weeks. Uh, and they've been absolutely gashed the last couple of weeks. Joe Mixon hammered them. So, uh, you know, that, that's a quick turnaround in two weeks too. That's a, a Thursday night game. So, uh, I don't if Cook doesn't play this Sunday, he's not playing next Thursday. So, uh, or at least I would think he wouldn't. But uh, you know, th- th- this is a nice ad here. He he has two great matchups. So. Go pick him up if somebody uh, unfortunately dropped him there. Yeah, uh, speaking of uh, Detroit, uh, they have their own guy you could go pick up, and he's rostered in 39% of leagues, but it's a lot lower than it was just a couple of weeks ago uh, because DeAndre Swift's been healthy and Jamal Williams got hurt, but now Jamal Williams is probably going to be useful here for a couple of weeks. Uh, remember, not a, I mean, not a great offense, but he can produce in the passing game as well. Yeah, this is one, uh, like myself, I, I was holding Jamal Williams in one of my legs all season long, and then I had a, a slew of injuries with Amari Cooper and uh, Antonio Brand, Cordero Pattern. You know, it's just one of those guys, like, I had to cut somebody. Jamal Williams was that guy. He wasn't even playing. So, uh, you know, he's he's a roster in about 40% or 40% of leagues. So he's out there in some 12-team leagues. And, uh, you know, the, DeAndre Swift's been – on and off the injury report all season long. This is an 0 and 10 team. They they're winless. Of course, they want to get on the on the board in the victory column. But 
you know, at the end of the day, they're probably looking at him as their, you know, kind of their, you know, one of their franchise players moving forward, a second year back here, uh, best offensive player they have. So, you know, if he's not close to even like 90% uh, this week with the shoulder issue, I think they're going to take it easy on him, give him a week off maybe. So uh, at the very least, uh, Jamal Williams is looking like uh, at least a a one-week play here uh, for the potential for more here. So uh, he played uh, 63% of the snaps, and that's even with uh, Swift playing, you know, most of the first quarter there uh, on Thanksgiving Day. So, you know, Williams is probably looking at a a workload pretty similar to Swift whenever he was out of lineup, probably around 75% of the snaps. And, you know, could see, you know, 15 to 20 carries and, you know, mix in three or five catches. So uh, it's going to put him right in that fringe, uh, you know, high-end RB2, maybe even sneaking into that low-end RB1 range. So he, he's a guy that's going to be plugged in uh, to, into lineups uh, across the board here if uh, DeAndre Swift's out of the lineup. A couple of guys to mention for the Carolina Panthers. One guy probably rostered as a handcuff because he was productive earlier in the offseason. But I got to be honest, Tom, Chuba Hebbard's kind of just a guy. I mean, and now just a guy who's getting 20 carries a game is very valuable for fantasy, but he's rostered in about 40% of Yahoo leagues. A guy who is basically guaranteed to be available in your Yahoo leagues is Amir Abdullah. And he might have the passing down role that made Christian McCaffrey so valuable. Christian McCaffrey, by the way, is out for the season. So unlike Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Swift, who have either a somewhat of a chance or a good chance to be back this year, Christian McCaffrey will not be back. You are guaranteed to get production for the rest of the season out of either Hubbard or Abdullah. How much production that is, well, that remains to be seen. But those are the guys who you're going to get the production out of. Yeah, I I, I kind of like Amir Abdul a little bit more than uh, Chuba Hubbard. Just the way things are shaping up. Uh, these guys are definitely lower priority over... Uh, Madison and Jamal Williams, but uh, they're on by this week. Uh, That's, you know, part of the reason why we're, you know, we're not going to get a game out of them. And uh, if you're, you know, battling for the playoffs here, maybe you don't have the time to, uh, you know, waste a spot on a guy that's not even playing this week. But uh, schedule, you know, they get a pretty nice schedule coming out of their, uh, you know, a nice game out of their bye against the Falcons, which, you know, Hubbard will pretty, you know, be pretty useful in. But then they get the uh, Bills, Buccaneers, and Saints after that in the in the fantasy playoffs. Uh, I don't think the, the Panthers are going to have a whole ton of success running the ball uh, with Chuba Hubbard in those matchups. So uh, I'm thinking Abir Abdullah might be the better value here. You know, I don't, the thing is, like, both of these guys, you know, it was pretty clear cut that Chuba was kind of the guy early in the season, but... Uh, Amir Abdullah has uh, emerged a bit over the last month. I, I think they, the coaching staff might actually like him a little bit more. Uh, so, you know, I could see, you know, kind of a, you know, pretty tight split here. Maybe a, a 60-40 split with Hubbard getting more a little bit more work, but Abdullah getting the more valuable passing game work. And uh, the matchups at the end of, them, end of the season lend themselves more to Amir Abdullah anyway. So, uh, you know, he's a guy that's 0% owned, so uh, there's no reason to go – you know, not not to go take a flyer on them, and uh, you know, especially if you're sitting pretty heading into the playoffs, maybe you're already locked up a playoff spot, and you're just you know taking a flyer on a guy, see how he plays coming out of the bye, see how they split up the backfield in Week 14 against the Falcons, and uh, you know, if you get lucky and Amir Abdullah is kind of the lead back coming out of their bye, then you might have a flex for uh, the fantasy playoffs. Uh, let's talk now, uh, something that was lost in the fact that they got blown out by the Patriots. The Titans ran for nearly 300 yards <laughs> against the Patriots without Derrick Henry. And 
Deontay Foreman, he's one of those guys I was just talking about, like with Alexander Madison, Chuba Hubbard. He's probably rostered in your league. There is a better shot Dontrell Hilliard is available for you, though. Yeah, and he. It, this was basically a 50-50 split between them. And, you know, based on uh, just what we've seen the last two weeks, Hilliard has given this backfield a little bit more juice. And, um, you know, he he's, uh, you know, a little bit better in the passing game as well. Uh, you know, the only problem with this backfield is that, you know, Jeremy McNichols could be, you know, he's he's been out the last two weeks with a concussion. There's a chance he could be, you know, we'll see this week. Uh, hopefully he gets back soon. But that won't be very good for this backfield. I, I could see this, uh, you know, getting divvied up three ways. So a uh, little bit lower pr- priority on this backfield. But uh, Hilliard is definitely the guy I'm kind of looking at here to uh, just just because he's played a little bit better and uh, shown a little bit a little bit more in the passing game. So uh, he's he's the priority here, and he's a little bit lesser owned than uh, Deontay Foreman at this point. Uh, just a couple more, Tom. Miles Sanders uh, rolled his ankle um, again back in, in Week 12. We're going to have to maybe be dealing with this the rest of the season. Oh, boy. Boston Scott, whenever the Eagles call his number, he produces. Uh, and Jordan Howard's available out there, too. And, you know, I know the Eagles had an awful game, but they turned the ball over four times. Tom, they still ran for over 200 yards against the Giants. This, this yeah. fucking run. Yeah. yeah, this, I mean, you could put anybody, they might be able to put me and you back there, and uh, we might have some success right now. Uh, this offensive line is moving people, and uh, all these backs have had, you know, uh, pretty good success here so far. So, uh, at least since the uh, switch in philosophy in Philadelphia here. But, yeah, you're right. Miles Sanders kind of tweaked that ankle, uh, didn't play much in the second half. Uh, so, there's a chance that they, you know, he could sit this week. Jordan Howard. Kind of felt like that was a, a two-week injury. Didn't practice at all last week. So uh, that's kind of putting him behind the eight ball. So it might be Boston Scott kind of as the default, you know, number one guy here, at least for this week. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell would uh, be elevated to the number two spot if Miles Sanders and Howard aren't available for play. But uh, this is one of those situations where we're going to be following the injury report on Wednesday through Friday to see, you know, what Howard and Sanders are doing. But uh, as it kind of stands right now, there's a chance that Scott could be the top guy in a, in a backfield that's having a lot of rushing success right now. So um, he's he's not a guy I'd go blowing my fab on, you know. I, you know, I, but I would stash him here and you know watch the injury reports and see what happens, and uh, maybe have a guy that can at least play, uh, you know, plug and play for one week here. One more that I want to mention because I picked him up and started him in a couple of spots this week, and he came through for me. Destiny is all, Tom. Matt Breida. Uh, the Bills have struggled to run the ball all year. Stephon Diggs said Breida added spice to the offense. And I, I wouldn't be shocked with with Zach Moss being a healthy scratch. I wouldn't be shocked if Breida's getting, you know, a good chunk of that backfield work, uh, receiving out of the backfield. He's given them something they've kind of lacked for a lot of this year. Yeah, he's uh, given him a little bit of speed and a little bit of juice. And you know, let's face it, like this is an offensive line that's kind of struggling a little bit. So uh, you need a, a, a quicker back to to hit the holes and uh, you know get through these uh, you know tighter windows. So uh, and Brita's kind of done that here the last couple of weeks. So he's uh, still sitting twenty three percent owned. Uh, definitely a guy uh, should be owned in like 14, 16 team leagues, the, the deeper formats here. But uh, even in some twelve team leagues, uh, you know he's going to be. It's going to be a little scary, potentially use them. You're going to hold your breath up until, you know, Sunday at, well, I guess, this game. Uh, unfortunately, they play on Monday night against the Patriots. So, 
Uh, you're going to have to, you know, this it makes it a little tougher this week because you're going to want to watch the inactives 90 minutes before the game. You gotta, you're going to want to see if Zach Moss is uh, a scratch uh, before you feel good to use Brita. But uh, if Moss is a healthy scratch going forward on game days, uh, Brita is very much on the radar as a flex play. Uh, all right, Tom. Well, I want you to come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this football season. And you do that with uh, your article here on the, the website. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes who have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props, rack up the most points, win a share of the prize pool. That easy. Thrive has over $140,000 guaranteed in prizes for NFL Week 13 and has already awarded over $4 million. Our staff of Fantasy Points will be posting their favorite Thrive Fantasy picks each week on the site. New users can use promo code Fantasy Points when you sign up and will receive $100, uh, excuse me, 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. So you deposit $100, you get another $100. That's simple. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Google Play Store or by visiting thrivefantasy.com. Tune into the Extra Points live stream every Sunday morning to find out some of our favorite Thrive Fantasy props for the day. Sign up and prop up today. All right, Tom, uh, the running backs is really where the the meat of the waiver wire is focused this week. Uh, But there is a quarterback who could win your league for you. He's going to start this week. That's Taysom Hill, and he is rostered in just 5% of Yahoo leagues. Yeah, uh, let's let's try this again. We we thought it might be him, uh, you know, coming out after that Tampa Bay loss, uh, or Tampa Bay victory, I guess it was. Uh, Jameis Winston got hurt in that game, and, you know, we all kind of, not assumed, but uh, figured that, uh, you know, that Taysom Hill would be the next guy up. But Sean Payton does Sean Payton things. And, uh, you know, he's the smartest guy in the room. So he goes with Trevor Simeon. And, uh, you know, they lost four four games in a row. So uh, now they're going to Taysom Hill. We'll see, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes here. Uh, bad news is, you know, maybe part of the reason why he hasn't been playing Um uh, it kind of came out this week that he is uh, he's dealing with some plantar fascia, so uh, you know maybe he's not completely one hundred percent here. Uh, you know, so maybe you know hopefully he runs. You know that because that's a that, the appeal of Taysom Hill. You want his rushing upside. You want that uh, you know the the rushing rushing attempts uh, every week here. So uh, hopefully he's still going to run here. You know with the the foot foot injury, but. Uh, it looks like they're, you know, the, the, their season's kind of on the last legs here. They need to get a win or two uh, moving forward here. So, uh, you know, he came in last year, was the QB7 whenever he played. There was that four-game stretch whenever uh, Sean Payton, all, you know, fooled us all last year. We all assumed it was going to be Jameis Winston, and he pulled a fast one on us, and it was Taysom Hill. And, um, you know, he produced 22.3 fantasy points per game in four starts last year. So certainly a, a guy... To a, at the very least, stash here if you've been kind of hurting at a quarterback. Uh, and he might even be a guy that you can play this week. We have uh, a whole bunch of teams on by here. Uh, maybe you've been using uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, uh, you know, Cam Newton is another guy that people have been using. We got Carolina, Cleveland, Green Bay, and Tennessee on by this week. So uh, at the very least, maybe he's a, a pickup for this week and you, you plug him in there for Aaron Rodgers. So uh, it's looking like it, it's going to be his job. We'll see how long it lasts. Uh, the, the, you know, there, there's always a possibility that, you know, Peyton does something stupid with this, you know, the position here. Maybe, uh, 
uh, rotates the quarterbacks or whatever. But uh, at the very least, it looks like they're going to give Hill a legitimate chance here to, to you know, get the start and hopefully play most of the snaps in this game. One of the, uh, if you need a tight end, Tom, somebody who's guaranteed to be available, and and maybe he doesn't even uh, have have any utility, but this is the tight end position. Um, if if if, and this is a big if because Edwin said, I mean, it might be a week. If Darren Waller misses, Foster Moreau had a big game earlier this year when Darren Waller missed a game. He's got an opportunity to come out and help you out. Yeah, yeah. If you've been riding Darren Waller, you know it's been a tough season anyway, but. Uh, you know, you're going to need some help maybe this next week or two. Uh, Foster Moreau is the guy. Yeah, I, you said it, Joe. He had that match. It was against the Eagles. That's been one of the friendliest uh, tight end matchups all season. But he came through with 18 fantasy points in that matchup. Waller's been seeing eight, eight, and, a, eight and a half targets per game so far this year. And, you know, at the very least, Moreau has a chance to score. The guy has been targeted 53 times in his career. And he has scored 10 touchdowns. So at the very least, he gives you some touchdown upside. And that's, you know, when we're looking at, you know, these, uh, you know, that's why we love Pat Fryer moves so much. He's uh, been finding the end zone a lot. Uh, when we're looking at these streaming tight end options, that's all you want. You, you want somebody that at least has a little bit of a chance to score a touchdown. And Foster Moreau certainly does with that kind of a TD rate. And one guy who maybe can help you out. On, and this is, again, if you've been dying just, like, trying to find the right guy on your waiver wire for tight end, Jack Doyle is emerging a little bit for the Colts. Yeah, he's been playing the best. It was kind of Mo Alley-Cox there, in the, and for the month of October, he was running hot with touchdowns. But uh, it's kind of flipped over to Jack Doyle here. He's become the, the new flavor of the month in Indianapolis, and he's coming off a, a career uh, season-best game with six catches for 81 yards and a touchdown there. Uh, saw a pretty nice share. So that, that gives him three catches and 30 yards and five targets in three straight games. So uh, if you're looking on the on the lower end, maybe you can look at him. And uh, one more guy, you know, we, Jimmy O'Shaughnessy uh, down there in Jacksonville. He, he had a big game on in the season opener, uh, got hurt, had a high ankle sprain, missed the next 10 weeks. Uh, the, you know, Jacksonville's traded for uh, Dan Arnold to replace him. Mm. Well, Dan Arnold's now hurt. He's probably done for the season. Has a you know a knee sprain that's going to keep him out four to six weeks here. So if you're real desperate on the low end, uh, maybe you're playing in a real deep league. Uh, Jimmy O'Shaughnessy, James O'Shaughnessy, give him. Uh, maybe you want to give him an ad if you're playing in a deep. League. Yeah, and and look, I mean, Dan Arnold was a guy who was a yeah. a weekly starter. So yeah, actually, I like that one. I actually kind of like yeah. that one better than Jack Doyle, honestly. Tom. Oh, I do too. I mean, it's it's just you know, Jacksonville's passing game is you know it, it's a it's a mess right now. Chenault is not playing well. You know, they just lost Jamal Agnew. DJ Chark's been out of the lineup all year, basically. Uh, Marvin Jones is looking old. So uh, there, there's at least a path here, and we've seen Trevor Lawrence, you know, target his tight ends throughout the season. So there's at least a path. Uh, you know. They're not going to score many touchdowns uh, right now with this Jaguars offense, but there's a chance for four to five catches a game, and that's all you're looking for at the tight end position. Yeah, and like really, I mean, this is the time of year, you know, if you don't have one of those tight ends, this is really the time of year where three catches for 30 yards might be the difference between winning and losing. I mean, and there's there's been guys you've been throwing out there at the tight end position who you're you're basically hoping that they get three catches. I mean, that's really what all it is. Yeah, uh, so yeah, and he was a guy. They kind of, you know, they they gave him a big role coming out of the the preseason. They kind of left that tight end position alone. 
uh, in free agent. Man Hurts was their big free agency uh, <laughs> yeah. you move. So, you know, they they must have kind of liked Jimmy Jimmy O'Shaughnessy, you know, that they didn't make a move. And uh, they thought it was important enough with him out of the lineup to, to make a trade for Dan Arnold. So uh, they obviously have a big role for the tight ends in this offense moving forward. So uh, it's, a, it's a long shot, but yeah, that's what we're looking for uh, at the tight end position right now. Tom, that'll wrap it up here on the Week 13 Injury and Waiver Wire podcast at FantasyPoints.com. It was great to be with you. Uh, great to be with everybody here talking uh, injuries, talking Waiver Wire. I mean, we're, we're hitting that home stretch. Make sure you go follow him on Twitter at Tom Brawley and use code 21Brawley10. If you want a little bit of help, get over that hump. Uh, get into the playoffs, win your championship. It's been great talking to everybody. My name's Joe Dolan at FG underscore Dolan on Twitter. For Tom, for Edwin Porras, thank you for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform, and come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Fantasy Points.